So, um, so Joe, yeah, I gave a little bit of an introduction, um, but really you're going to be best at, at that. So if you don't mind, why don't we just jump right into it and you know, get into the conversation? Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Thanks, Nate. Um, hey, look, why don't I start just with what I'm doing at the moment? Um, you know, I joined Twitter about six months ago and I've been uh, building a newsletter. Um, I created a brand called Independent You. Um, I did some work. I don't know if you guys follow um, Evan Carmichael. Uh, he's got a, a book called Your One Word. And a couple of years back, I just spent some time thinking about um, what what my purpose is. And uh, the, the thing that came to me was um, about being independent. And the more I thought about that, I realized that to really live life on your terms, um, it's really financial freedom is kind of key. And um, I've been, I've had an interesting kind of um, career, an interesting kind of course. And I started to um, share uh, some of my story and, um, and so I've built the independent view. That's what I'm kind of doing currently. Yeah, no, that that's great. And the, the financial freedom piece is, is really what I'm interested in talking to you a lot about. Um, I know that you didn't start off necessarily um, with a goal of achieving a million dollars. So how did you get on this path? And, you know, by the way, I, I'm going to start asking Joe questions, but I'm not the only one um that should be asking questions so if you guys do have anything to ask joe as we're going um uh, through the conversation you know we're going to talk about different tactics um to you know towards achieving success and you know all the things that joe's experienced along the way um that's brought him to this point of creating the independent you um so go ahead and comment uh, in the bottom right there or send me a dm and i'll be happy to get at those and we'll get to your questions here in a little bit um but yeah joe what what got you motivated, I guess, to to really get going on the path that you've been on? Um, yeah, sure. Um, actually, I, I really did have that goal um, just suddenly at about 25. Um, at, when I was 25, a million dollars um, seemed, just seemed like a, so much money, but it, becoming a millionaire was my goal. Um, I grew up in a poor family, and we, uh, we really struggled. And there were a lot of th – I just – I found myself um, – you know, just always wanting material things, but not being able to buy them. And, you know, I had a number of sort of experiences where um, I just realized that to, to kind of have control, um, you needed to have money. Um, my family was like, like uh, you know, into reading and education, all those kind of things. And I was on a pretty traditional path. And when I looked at it, um, I realized it was going to take me a long time, you know, 40 years to earn enough money to retire. And, and then, you know, to do something I wanted to do at that stage already was to write. So um, just at 25, I dropped it and I started, uh, I answered an ad in the paper and I started uh, selling door to door. And that's really the journey, that's where the journey started for me. Um, the sales company was all about, um, it was actually an American company. Uh, it was a global company. They had offices everywhere. And they talked a lot about being millionaires and making a million dollars. So that was really where I first started chasing that goal. So I'm sure it wasn't a straight line uh, from the bottom <laughs> to the top. <laughs> um, you know, when, you, when you're first starting out, and I hear all kinds of different advice um, on Twitter and elsewhere, 
Um, but I honestly, I, I am a skeptic at times, sure, just by nature, because I don't know how uh, successful these folks might have been. Um, so when it comes to advice for folks that are really, you know, they're starting kind of like what you did, right? With you, you've got your aspirations and your goal, um, but you're starting out with, you might, you might feel like it's just a miles and miles away. So um, what would you say are some of the key things to do when, you, when you're just getting rolling? Yeah, I, I mean, it's great that you, funny that you mentioned Twitter. Um, you know, what, one comment I see a lot on Twitter is about, you know, not trading your time for money and, and um, you know, kind of making choices and things like that. But a lot of what I'm writing about is, is what do you do when you're starting from zero? And um, believe it or not, I, I actually enjoy that challenge. I mean, you always want to get to the end goal, but I actually love that kind of um, that I've done it a couple of times now. And I, and I love that challenge because you have to be very strategic and you have to plan what you're doing. But but ultimately, um, you have to uh, you time is your asset. So you have to trade your time. Um, so for me early on, um, you know, I knocked on 40,000 doors over about a two year period. Um, I spoke to 100 people a day. And I, I learned the selling system and, and I, um, I didn't make a lot of money. But that skill that I learned in that first two years, um, I just used it over and over and over again. Um, I went from there actually into, um, you know, it took me a couple of years to get into the tech industry. I got into an internet company. Um, we were making websites and um, selling advertising uh, and things like that. But my sell uh, selling, once again, just helped me uh, immediately when I went into that industry. And I traded my time again, um, but at that time for shares. So I had uh, sweat equity in a company. I had about 15% of the company. And I um, worked, um, you know, they talk about the 10,000 hours. I did at least 10,000 hours in four or five year period. And you know, trading my and so I saw that as as trading my time to acquire an asset. In that case, it was shares in a company, and uh, that that uh, asset became really, really valuable um, over a five year period. So, that's something that you know I hear a lot of people talking about early on is trying to get into a startup. Um, and, you know, get into a position where if that startup takes off, you know, you're a part of that and you can really generate wealth. And it sounds like that is, you know, that is exactly what your, your plan was at that starting point. But I think you made a very, you know, strong point there, which is it, it requires a ton of time, right? You have to put in the, the 10,000 hours that everybody's heard about to, to achieve, you know, mastering of any, any talent, really. And so I'm glad you mentioned that because I do hear a lot about time is, you know, it's the most valuable thing. And I absolutely agree with that. Um, really the whole point of financial freedom, right, is to have that time um, to, to do what you'd like and not be tied down to, you know, a nine to five or however you want to frame that. And, um, but early on, really, that is your biggest asset if you're starting with nothing is what I'm hearing from you, Joe. Um, would you agree that, it, that means that also you need to be open to opportunities and really, you know, seek out those those opportunities that are going to really be beneficial for you, but also where you're going to be able to add value. Is that kind of the approach you took? Yeah, totally. Look, I think one of the things um, 
that you need to do if you if you want to become a millionaire and you're starting from zero is I think you have to give up on on things like what is that um what does it look like to my friends and family uh you know I was I was selling door to door um my family there are lawyers in my family now and and um you know the thing that I was doing was was kind of almost embarrassing uh, for my family so I think you have to kind of look at the skill that you're going to get out of what you're doing um, and then use your time. Um, one of the things I talk about a lot is in the early phase when you're learning something, um, you have that phase where you're, you're bad at something. Um, I try to get through that as fast as I can. I, I kind of almost obsess over, um, over learning. Um, yeah, there's usually a three month to six month period where you've got to learn something. I, I try to master that in, in weeks if I can. But um, yeah, so I think that the, um, the kind of options that you choose when you're going from zero and you want to become a millionaire, they could be alternative options, but I think you really look at the skill that you're going to get out of it and then invest as much time as you can to learn that skill as quickly as you can. Yep, that, that's that's great advice. I appreciate that, Joe. The time factor is, you know, I think the one of the biggest hurdles to get over, um, but also it's the thing you can control the most, I would say. Um, you know, we, we were talking a bit yesterday and um, just kind of getting to know you a little bit, and you mentioned diving in and getting a quick start is important. And I, I was just, you know, wondering if you expand on that a little bit you know um why is that so important um and what do you mean exactly by you know getting a quick start are you talking about focus and like you were just mentioning or is there something something i'm missing there um look maybe we could use uh, twitter as an example i think when you say go onto a new platform and you're you're, you're trying to build an audience for example and you're trying to grow um a brand um, there's that learning phase that where you have to uh, get used to the platform and you've got to learn a lot of new skills. I think when you go into those phases that um, if you, usually we're told, uh, the education system tells us that it takes years to learn new skills. If you think about it, you know, high, high school is, uh, you know, five years and college is three or four years. We're taught to learn over a long period of time. And I think that we uh, kind of ingrained, it's ingrained into us that it will take a long time to do things. I think if you change your mindset and say, I can learn this thing quickly, uh, and then, you know, set your mind and make, the, make that thing that you're learning, make it your thing that you do, that you spend, um, you know, your hobby, your, your part-time, your spare time hours, learn it, though, get through that phase of um, being bad at something, get through that phase as quickly as you can so that you don't lose interest, so that you don't, um, you know, a lot of things can happen. So that, when I say start start quickly, um, really speed up that learning phase is something that I've done uh, many times. Um, I can give you some examples, but, you know, when I was uh, on Twitter uh, the last sort of six months or so, I really uh, had that feeling again that I had to quickly get through that phase of learning how the platform works, learning how to grow followers, um, learning how to grow a newsletter and things like that. Yeah, I feel like I'm still learning all of that. <laughs> There's a learning curve for sure. But maybe I'll give you a better example. Um, 
when I was uh, 27, I think, I went to Japan and I didn't really speak the language. And I was there for two years. I was uh, at college and then working and worked there. So uh, I, it was a big move for me to move from New Zealand to Japan. And when I got there, I, I couldn't have a conversation with anyone. In the in the 90s, they, they didn't really speak um, English a lot. And I had to, so suddenly I was faced with this challenge. I had to learn uh, a pretty difficult language. And believe it or not, I learned to speak uh, conversationally in about 12 weeks. Oh, wow. So it just fully immersed in three months and that's, that's what did it. It, it was it was not so much the immersion, but um, I, I just I, I grabbed a I, I carried a book with me everywhere I went, and I had two columns in that book. And whenever I heard a word that I didn't know, I'd write that down. I'd ask people, um, you have to kind of give up, uh, be shameless, and say, look, I don't know what that is. And you ask people for the word that you've just heard. And then in my other column, whenever I thought of things that you know, hey, what would I, you know, how would I say this thing that I would normally say in English? How would I say that in Japanese? And I wrote that down in the other column. And just doing that uh, for every moment that I could uh, over 12 weeks. Um, and I remember I went to the bank when I first arrived in Japan and I, I spoke to the, the t well, I tried to speak to the town and I couldn't, couldn't do anything. And 12 weeks later, I went back into the bank and started talking to the same person and they they just said, "Wow, how did you how did you do that?" But I think a language is one of those things where, you know, we're told that it will take you years to learn a language. Um, but I don't, I don't know if you know. Apparently, we, we use about three hundred words in English um, every day. The, the three hundred common words, and we, we repeat them. So three hundred words doesn't sound so hard, right? You could learn that, and so that that was how I learned to speak uh, Japanese in about twelve weeks. That's fascinating. I had not heard that three three hundred common words really. That that kind of that puts it into perspective and really makes it feel more achievable, right? And then, then obviously you're proof that I mean you you did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned traveling, and that's that's interesting because traveling while you're trying to you know build yourself up and and get to you know achieve your goals that that's an added complexity is it's kind of how I look at it but I can see also I mean I've traveled um, some myself and there's a ton of benefit and value get different perspectives um, but but when you're starting out and traveling there um, that can be very difficult I would just say I guess the easiest way to put it did, I mean did you have any times where you know you were just really getting going and in a really rough spot um, and I guess what I'm getting at here is, you know, that perseverance that, that is needed when you're first starting and you can really feel like, what am I doing? Um, or, you know, have I made a mistake or, or any of those, that doubt starts creeping in. Um, does that happen? To, has that happened to you in any of your travels? It happens to me all the time. Um, <laughs> it, it, totally. I think the hard thing when you move to a new place is you, you go backwards um, you're immediately, you know, you lose a lot of things that you, that you had, um, you, you know, obviously you're outside your comfort zone, but you lose a network and you really have to start from scratch. I mean, in Japan, I had to, had to learn to speak the language. So I was, I, I felt like a kid again. Um, my first uh, 15 months or so was at college, uh, which, you know, I have to admit was, was a pretty fun time, but 
uh, learning the language. And then I went and worked and I, and I moved to Tokyo and I started working in Tokyo. And um, I had a period of about eight or nine months where I had, you know, really no money. And Tokyo in the 90s was a very expensive place to be. And I just remember, I felt like the, everything was great. I, I felt like it, it was such a challenge to to do everything. And I, I, I got a job. The first job was was um, was terrible. And uh, I was doing selling. And, you know, you go to these networking events. And I met um, a really amazing Australian person who was running an IT company. And I met him and I got his card. And I just called him every week. And I called him and said, you know, I was trying to sell the service that I was selling. And he said to me, um, I'm so sick of you calling. Why don't, why don't we do dinner? <laughs> and I went, and, I, I went and met him and he offered me a job. And um, I started earning a lot more money. And uh, it, was, it went really well. And, and so, yeah, I had at least a year of that really just um, uphill battle. And th that, that, was a, that was a great learning experience. And then just when I got going again, um, I met my my wife, my my wife, and um, who's Japanese, uh, but she was living in in Thailand in Southeast Asia, and I followed uh, the course of true love and moved to Southeast Asia, and had to do the whole process again, uh, starting from zero. So, you not only were starting from zero, but you're also basically starting a new life to some degree. So. It's a lot going on all at once. That's how I do things, by the way, Joe. I have, uh, <laughs> I've always, you know, I think I got married. Um, that was a calm, that was a calm year. But shortly thereafter, I had a year where I moved, had first child, um, and then took a new job all within like three months. And you know, when you're trying to accelerate and get moving forward, that's that's the piles that kind of pile up in front of you sometimes. Um, and what you're talking about is how. I think you get through a lot of, you know, those challenges. Um, yeah. I mean, this has been great. You mentioned on your website, overcoming limiting beliefs. And I think that is really the kind of theme here as far as when you're getting starting, when you're starting out, you know, the, the 300 common words and learning a language, you know, th that sounds just a completely over, it's too much to overcome. And yet, you know, you, you frame it in a way that, makes you want to go and learn a couple of new languages like right away because it feels so achievable. <laughs> so, um, you know, really does come down to a lot, a lot of the mental energy, right? You, you mentioned, so just to kind of go back through what we've been talking about, you know, focusing on a skill, um, it's accelerating your learning early on and not being picky and taking opportunities where you can, you know, learn and, and gain Big, big assets without necessarily making a lot of money early on, but you're getting that knowledge and getting through that as quickly as you can. Um, but then also, you know, you can have those times where perseverance is going to be, you know, key. And it sounds like, you know, for for you at least with your experiences, it's just been, you know, keeping that that focus. Um, you know, making the phone calls until you got that dinner. That's fantastic. Um, what what would you say? Would some or some of the biggest mistakes uh, you've made, and that you know, for amb ambitious, success-oriented people that are that have the same kind of goals and are are listening now because they want to, you know, 
avoid those missteps? What can you share along those lines? Um, yeah, look, I feel like I've made um, so many more mistakes than, than getting things right. So, um, I, you know, I think that trying um, things is, is just key and just, you know, um, I, I guess it is a, a sort of form of risk taking. So, yeah, I, in, in both those two situations, when I moved to Asia, I was, um, you know, I feel like I can talk to people, um, especially, you know, maybe young people who are starting out or, or people who are, um, you know, thinking of, of their first job. Um, you know, the jobs I took were, were lowly paid and they weren't glamorous at all. Um, but what they involved a lot of networking and I got opportunities um, when I was, uh, I, you know, I was probably two years into my um my, my stay in, in Thailand and I met these two guys from the Silicon Valley who wanted to set up the Silicon Valley in Bangkok and we formed a holding company in Hong Kong. Um, some things I didn't know how to do, you know, I, I flew to Hong Kong and I went to HSBC and, and um, you know, opened a bank account and asked them how we would go about opening a company and we did those things. And within about um, two years, we had almost 300 staff we had offices in, in six countries and we just, you know, just frenetic pace and growth. Um, but those early stages, I didn't, I didn't get paid um, a lot. In fact, I remember walking along one day, I was drinking a Starbucks coffee. It was a, it was a new thing in, in uh, Bangkok at that time. And I was drinking the coffee and I realized that my coffee bill was uh, exceeding my salary bill each month. I was, <laughs> I was pretty lucky. My wife, um, yeah, had a good had a good steady job, and so in those early stages, um, you know, she was kind of our our main breadwinner, and my startup uh, entrepreneurialism w was was very much a dream. Um, so, yeah, I think um, when we talk about limiting beliefs, I think um, even though I, I um, you know, developed this perseverance, and I think that. I'm probably a stubborn person, uh, but I did have to develop perseverance and I did have to push myself and I did feel like, um, you know, I was getting everything wrong and I did feel I wasn't going to make it. I think one of the things that um, a limiting belief that had held me back a lot from a young age was this feeling that, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be wealthy. I couldn't be rich. Um, I, I grew up in a I was the oldest of five kids in an Irish Catholic family, and there was absolutely no understanding of finance um, or money. Um, in fact, my, my wider family still suffers and struggles with that, that now. Um, so I was, uh, you know, I was really starting in that, in that sense with the idea that other people can be wealthy, but it won't happen to me. And I think that's probably pretty common for most people, right? When things get difficult, it, it reinforces, um, you know, that belief that actually this isn't going to work. Um, you know, I'll have to go and give up and, and, you know, go back and do what everyone else, you know, says that I should be doing. And it's, so I think those are, you know, some challenges. And, and I feel actually lucky in my life that um, almost by accident, I've had to go through that phase uh, three or four different times. And, What's, what happens when you start, you know, a pattern starts to repeat and you start realizing that that uphill battle, you do get to the top of a hill and you start to uh, acquire skills and you start to, you, you know, we talk a lot about compounding interest on Twitter. 
I think um, compounding is, is not only for um, money. I think compounding is also for skills and for a lot of other aspects of life as well. So I don't know Definitely. if that is a question. I know you, you asked me about mistakes, but I, I, I wanted to kind of just touch on that limiting beliefs. Um, but, I, I, you know, um, I think it's easy when you sort of look back and you tell a story and, and then maybe people listen to that story and you say, um, hey, there must have been, it must have been a lot easier than, than uh, what I'm going through. It, it felt really tough uh, each time that I was doing it. And, you know, lots of times I thought uh, I couldn't make it. Um, I don't know if this uh, sounds strange, but, you know, I used to walk to work and, and I would actually be talking to myself on the way and I'd go, come on, you can do this. And uh, especially in those early stages of the tech startups, uh, it seems like everything is a only problems, very few successes. Um, and then you look back and, and you've grown incredibly. So yeah, that was that was the experience I had um, multiple times of starting from zero and, and growing. Yeah, I, I love that you're talking to yourself uh, on those walks. You know, I, uh, I've, I've studied the, the fact that you can start your day in two different kind of mindsets or, or multiple really, but the two I think of always, it's just positive and negative. And if you are thinking of ways that you're going to be successful and that you can do this and you're driving yourself, you know, you start seeing everything through that lens as well, right? You see things that are setting you up for success or are opportunities. And, and instead of, you know, seeing things as barriers or as, yeah, you know, as you you were talking about there, that that's something for other people. You know, becoming rich is something that other people do. I, I'm I'm just going to face my obstacles just like everybody else. It's it's not something that I can achieve. And overcoming that that is like one of the most difficult things, at least for me personally. Um, give you a little bit of a break on the mic and just to talk about you know my experience along those lines. I'm in in, in heavily involved in investing and trading, and when they go to talk to people friends and family about that um you know you get a lot of skeptical looks and um they're like yeah that's great you're gonna lose your money though right and they don't they don't talk to me about you know they're not interested right out of the gates which is kind of odd to me because i'll show them look i'm making this my money's making money for me and they'll think but aren't you worried about losing your money that you've you know worked so hard for and all i can think of is are, are you I'm, I've worked so hard so that my money can work for it for me versus me constantly working to make money. And hearing the the kind of skepticism repeatedly from people that I, you know, really respect and um, also, you know, just love family members, right? Um, that's one of the most difficult things to overcome, in my opinion. Um, and the And it's not like these aren't people that I still talk to every day. I mean, these are friends and family that... You know, I cherish and I don't just need to have around to support what my ambitions are, obviously, right? Um, but you have to understand that to to take this next step and to level up, it's not necessarily what everybody else is thinking about. And so when you're on that path, it can get a little bit lonely and you got to overcome those feelings. At least that's been my experience. And when you do and you achieve the success, it's just that much more rewarding. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying, and and um and by the way, I love um you following your account and your and your daily posts on, you know the cover. Oh, so. And I, I I've got to be honest that that stuff is is it's very complicated for me. My my own investing strategy 
is is very basic and very simple. But I, I want to learn a lot more, and, and uh, so I follow you. And I, I know uh, Ty, uh, other mother, other money, who's on the call as well, um, has been talking to me a lot about Bitcoin. So I love how much more there is to learn. And and but yeah, I, I've totally experienced those things. Um, you know, my family would you know sit door to door. What what kind of person would would go? You know, you you, you have a university degree. Why would you go and do that? Um, and when I when I was doing tech in the early two thousands, uh, the dot com first dot com bubble had just burst, and people said the same thing they say to you about investing. They were saying, you know, tech isn't going to work. Believe it or not, you know, Google and Facebook were just you know getting going, and people um, didn't have those success stories. Um, and I think that it's so hard um, when you're trying to do something that's different. People question your decisions and, and you question yourself. And then if you have a failure, uh, it, they, those people um, just pop up and they go, see, I, I told you, this is what happens. And they're telling you not based on their own experience. They're telling you um, based on conventional wisdom and what everybody else says. And I think that's one of the things that I learned was you've got to really critique um, you've got to, if, when people say things to you, you've got to look at it and say, hey, is that something that you've experienced yourself? Are you telling me something that you actually know? Or are you just repeating things that, that everyone else is telling you too? And you're right, it is lonely. Um, be, believe it or not, um, it, you know, my wife has been absolutely amazing on the way through, but she doesn't know why I do what I do. <laughs> and she, <laughs> and you know, she she likes to have um, her. She likes to have a much a stress free life. She so she's uh, pretty much constantly trying to avoid um, stress, which is tough when we you know we have three kids and there's lots of things that are, that go on. But um, whenever I would experience stress, she would say, "Just give up, <laughs> just just quit, do something else." And uh, that actually made me more determined. Um, but you know, I yes, yes. I think it is tough. Um, and then I, I, I guess one of the things that I talk about a lot is when I, I'm, I finally did make money and, and you asked about mistakes and my biggest mistake, I, 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 I invested everything. I, I made a million dollars. And in fact, I, you know, I, was, I had more than a million dollars and I, um, I invested it all into a small startup and uh, that over a period of three years lost everything. And that, that was the that was the biggest one for me. That was where uh, people came in from everywhere and said, "You know, Joe, we've we've been thinking for a long time that this wasn't going to work, and you did really well. And but we just really think that this entrepreneur stuff, you know, you, which I guess for you is you know the investing. For me, it was the the startups and the you know, entrepreneurialism. They, they just said, you know, why don't you just get a job? Why don't you?" Um, uh, do the normal thing for a change. And uh, yeah, so that, that was that was a huge experience for me. And uh, in actual fact, I did. I, I went and got a job for uh, five or six years and it worked not exactly nine to five. It was it was more like uh, eight till 11. But I, I, I worked um, at eight in the morning till 11 at night. I, I worked really hard, but it, it was a normal job. And so um, and that huge failure. Yeah, that really made me question myself and 
I actually have to, you know, I really wondered um, if I was not destined <laughs> to be poor. I wondered if it was, um, you know, something that uh, it, I actually felt cursed. I, I thought um, this this pattern is just going to repeat over and over again. And and I think the big thing there was really where that was really I, I came to terms with not understanding finance, not understanding business. I'd done a lot of business, but, you know, sales only teaches you a certain thing. And I had to learn um, a lot about how companies are structured, um, how equity works, um, how companies grow. I had, And I learned finance. And, you know, so while I did that nine to five job, I, I, I upskilled, I studied uh, and I read um, so much stuff and I, and I feel I, I really wanted to fill that gap. But, yeah, I think um, just going back to what we were talking about, I think that um, mistakes, when you make them, they can just uh, people. I think society teaches us to look at failure in a certain way and says, yep, that wasn't supposed to work. It didn't work because it was never going to work. You, you shouldn't have been doing that. Get back to doing those normal things that everybody else does. And I think that's a really tough thing to go through. Yeah, I would. That really resonates. And that is really powerful. I think, Joe, for, for anybody listening, that I would add to that, that the, the, the real desire for immediate um, results and just that's just kind of the, the the world we're living in today. Everybody wants instant gratification, and what comes with that is you set forward with these goals. You you want to achieve the success, and then you hit stumbling blocks, and then you get piled on. You know that's what you that's what you should expect, right? You what are you trying to do? Go do this normal fit inside the box kind of approach to life, and um, it's just really difficult because you you have to understand that you're going to not get it 100% right right out of the gates and even if you do the odds are good you're going to make some mistakes further down the line and have to reset and you know recover and you know your story about building yourself up you know having net worth over a million dollars um and then you know going through the struggle of losing losing all of it and having that doubt creep in i mean i don't know how you have more doubt creep in than going through something like that right and and i mean saying that you would feel almost destined to you know just to be poor or, or to to be average or what have you after going through something like that is i mean how do you overcome mentally that kind of challenge because here you are today you you you've achieved um you know, your goals yet again and that's what's so interesting is that you've done this twice now so I guess I want to know what was the big thing or do you lean on something in particular that helps you get through um, such a tough time? Um, yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I, I don't know that there's a, I, I don't know that there's a secret I, I or, the, or how to describe it, but perhaps it's that stubborn thing. You know, I, I did take a, I took a nine to five job, and it made everybody happy and 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 I felt I owed that to everyone you know my family was depending on me my my parents and my my brothers and sisters you know they'd worried about me for a long time and and I felt that um that everyone deserved a break but i, I didn't I didn't change um i I was chastened I was humbled I felt like a fool and and you know there's an expression a fool and his money are easily parted that is a hundred percent true <laughs> and, <laughs> and i was a fool and but i realized 
that it was a mistake and I was sure I wouldn't make that same mistake again. So, so when, um, when I took that nine to five, it, it made everybody else that happy. And, and they said, look, you know, Joe's going to get on with the rest of his life and, and, uh, you know, he'll do well and, and we'll have a normal life and, and things. But, um, secretly I you know, I started, I, before people were talking about hustles or maybe they weren't, I, I um, they were, you know, hustle has been around for a while, but I, I didn't, I'd never heard about it, but I started doing things. I started a blog in 2016 and, uh, you know, to give you an idea of, you know, I, I've been in tech, but, I, but not in, in uh, social media and I, and I hadn't built a website and I thought I'd built a WordPress site using wordpress.org. And I found out after about two or three years that it was actually, I was using the wordpress.com. And, uh, and, and which is a lot more expensive version of it. But so I, I, I was, it was a steep learning curve when I was doing there, but I, I actually, I, I didn't give up. I, I kept working around and, and an example of what I did, I, I went to work for a, um, a company that's listed uh, Tabula is now on the, on the NASDAQ. And that was an incredible group of people. I was, I was really fortunate, you know, I say nine to five, but it was a, a tech startup. Uh, I was employee number five in, in Asia and, oh. and, and 100 worldwide. And, and they were incredibly uh, aggressive. Um, they were, uh, it's an Israeli company uh, with big offices in New York. And, and I, got to, I got to fly to New York and spend um, time there. And it was amazing. But I, I was pushing them. I, I was saying, hey, look, you guys, why aren't you in Japan? you should, you know, let's go and op open offices in Japan. And then I said to them, let's, let's go and open offices in Australia. And I, I, I started flying and I, over, over a three year period, I went back and checked my passport and every four days I was flying to a different country. And it seems funny now in these uh, post COVID times, um, this was, <laughs> I was just jumping on a plane, almost like you'd get on a bus or a train and um, flying to um, these, these markets. And I was just calling on all that experience that I'd had, you know, when I first went to Japan as a college student, and had to learn the language, or when I first went to Southeast Asia. And, and um, you know, I've, I've had these experiences where I just land in these places. Um, you know, in Australia, I was pitching, actually we were pitching to um, Google and to Fairfax, for, uh, which is, uh, News Corp, which is uh, Australian headquartered, but, you know, obviously a large global company. And I was going and pitching to these kind of companies, our technology, and I was landing at, uh, at the airport at eight o'clock in the morning, um, getting changed in a bathroom somewhere and going straight to meetings. It was, um, it, it was frenetic, but I, I, I took my startup, um, the, that sort of entrepreneurial approach into a nine to five company. And, and I grew fast and, and we went from five employees in Asia to 300. Uh, the company went to, um, it went to 2000 and they went from a hundred million dollars to a billion dollars in the uh, five years that I was there. And so I, I, I think that, um, and I also learned from my lessons. I, um, you know, my wife had a, a small property and we, we, rented that property out and we started, um, you, you know, property. I, I said, my investment strategy is pretty simple. I, I, I property, um, I, I saw Alan was on the call briefly, um, but you know, uh, property has been a, a godsend for me. Um, and, and this is where I went back to fill in gaps 
where I hadn't learned as a young person about finance and I, I didn't know how mortgages worked and I and I I didn't really understand real estate at all, um, which I think is is a really accessible type of investment. I think, you know, we all live in a house or an apartment, and I think that it's something you can learn. Um, so I, I, I've enjoyed uh, property, but I also, you know, um, invested in the stock market. Um, I just I buy and hold. Um, I, I don't think about dividends, and I just buy companies that I, I buy tech companies, and I buy companies that I think are going to grow over ten and twenty years. Um, so I went back and filled in those gaps. Um, yeah, so I think that that huge loss that I experienced, um, it, it was really uh, humbling. Um, but I, but somehow I, I actually didn't give up on, on my, my dream. I, it's almost like something that I can't give up on, <laughs> whatever happens. And I made everyone else around me feel like um, I was going to be normal again. And, um, you know, funnily enough, here I am um, <laughs> writing a newsletter and on Twitter, and it feels great to me. Um, but, you know, I, I, I know in the background people are going, oh, my goodness, here he goes again. You know, why is he why does he do these things? So, I think it's great. I mean, what we've been talking about all day is is all the steps that you took to get to what your ultimate goal is, which is writing. And now you've got your newsletter. It's great. It's fantastic, by the way, if. if you haven't checked out Joe's newsletter? Um, go check out the through the link in his bio, and um, it's fantastic. I think it's every Friday, right, Joe? Every Friday, yeah. It's, I'm calling it the Friday at five, and I'm going to have five things on a Friday, and um, they'll they'll link out to uh, a story that I write and and um, posts that I see and things that I think might help people. So, yeah, that's the uh, the newsletter. If you're on Twitter, right, we all read about um, these newsletters, and, and that's that's bit, that's a whole learning curve again, isn't it? You know, to um, you know, I th it seems like an easy thing to do um, because we write emails all the time, but uh, it's it's taken me um, a couple of months to to get the process. But I, I feel now that my weekly process is actually set up and geared around my newsletter, so I'm really excited about um, that growth curve that I'm going through at the moment. Uh, after all of that, and you got through, and you and you're and you're achieving the success, you know, one the, the things that I've noticed is that it didn't mean you didn't have a nine to five. What I heard was you had a you you took that approach that made your family, you know, and, and friends a little bit more comfortable and, let, and worrying less about you. But you didn't change your mindset. You instead just applied it to what you were doing. So. You said, I, I, I've got this entrepreneurial mindset. I've learned all of these things. I'm at this new company. I think you said, what, you know, fifth employee. Um, that's a great opportunity. And you took full advantage. And I think that's a, a, a big part of this is taking advantage of those opportunities. And then once you got to, you know, once you've grown that company, the big lesson that you learned from the first round was, you know, just because you were successful in one venture doesn't mean that that's where you put all your chips, right? That that's that was a mistake the first time around that you made that you talked about is, yeah. all right, look, I, I built this company up. I'm going to go do it again, and I'm going to, you know, maybe go from, I don't know what your goals might have been, but from 1 million to 10 or 100 or whatever. And those are great goals, but now you're talking about, okay, still driving to that success, but with multiple income streams, which is something I talk about a lot. Um, real estate investing, you know, your job that you you already have working, and then also 
what skills can you um, leverage that you already have, right? Without having to go learn an entirely new skill set. Um, and so, you know, those things all speak to me because that's exactly, you know, it, it, it translates over into the world I'm living. Um, the multiple income streams is one of the more powerful things as far as diversifying and, you know, you, you want to drive and achieve success as quickly as possible, but you do need to set up those safety nets, so to speak, so that you don't fall all the way back down when you hit the stumbling blocks. That you only fall back, uh, you know, an amount that seems a little bit more easily uh, recoverable, right? If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, just as you're sort of talking, I was, and I was thinking through the thing, I, I think that, um, you, you have to, ch you ha if you have a big goal, you have to be prepared to change. And I think that change is scary for people. And I think that you feel like maybe you'll lose something. And, and especially if you're aiming for things that people don't normally do. And, you know, for me, that literally, I, that my goal was to be a millionaire. And I didn't even know what that really meant. And I, sometimes, you know, on, on Twitter, I had people say to me, a million dollars, that isn't much. You know, why? you know, what's so great about that? Why are you talking about that? Well, well, only 1% of the world actually achieved that. And, and I think it's, I think it's true. I mean, a million dollars, um, a millionaire, it isn't what it was in the eighties and nineties because of inflation. And I think a um, million dollars, unless you're living in a um, very low cost place, a million dollars doesn't actually mean that you can retire. But I think it's a really good goal um, for people who want to be wealthy because it gives you a kind of benchmark and you probably won't stop, you know, at that point. But I think you've got to set that that North Star, that goal that just um, keeps driving you. But then you almost kind of forget about that and you focus on the process and it's the steps. And, you know, I follow um, Justin Welsh and I'm sure most of you guys do. He's He's been so successful and it's really great to follow him. But um, maybe I don't follow him closely enough, but I kind of see in his story, he sort of says, you know, he has, he was a, an executive and he experienced burnout and then he sort of made this change. But it seems that when we watch him, it seems like the journey's just been a, a step-by-step um, process of growth and it seems to be pretty fast growth. Maybe there's a lot more challenges that he hasn't told us about, um, you know, and I, and I think that, um, what happens when you make that decision to change and to go for a very big goal is that change becomes a part of you and it becomes a way of being. And so for me, you know, when I went and worked in a normal company, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't change. And, and I was lucky that the company I was at wanted to grow quickly and, and they, they kind of couldn't believe that they found someone who was pushing them. And, and, you know, so I found a good opportunity, but um, I think the thing is, um, to, to achieve a big goal, you've got to be prepared for complete change. But the thing that you find is I'll never go back. I just, I, I don't think I'll ever rest and I don't think I'll ever be a normal person, if you like. Um, you know, I live in a, um, in a country where people are really into their lifestyle. They love um, their pursuits and their hobbies and, and, um, and, you know, our, our motorways are crowded on the weekend because people drive to to the beach and sit on the beach and do nothing. I, and I, I still find it pretty hard adjusting back to New Zealand culture. So I think once you start to change and you go for a big goal, you become a driven person. 
and once you're a driven person i don't think i don't think that ever changes so if you're feeling that you're you know you you struggle for motivation that is that's the that's compounding as well that builds on itself and you know i i think one last thing i'll just sort of say um in in this piece is just um don't be too tough on yourself um it's you, you're going to make mistakes all the way through and it will get tough and and you'll you'll have negative thoughts but don't 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 be tough on yourself because everyone else is going to be way tougher so you've you've got to give yourself chances and um take take the good things you know i was i was really uh, stoked yesterday to get my my first newsletter out but i was it, it took me 6 weeks and i and i should have you know it's it's been quite a process so but i was i was pretty happy to get that first newsletter out and now i'm going to now it's part of my process and i'm going to work on the next one so that's sort of how i think of of things and i i think change has to be comprehensive and you have to change yourself and that takes time much more time than we probably give it um credit for yeah the the thing for myself personally with respect to change that's been really difficult is i am a fly by the seat of my pants uh very easy going and i i run far and fast away from schedules um but that that doesn't is not really conducive for becoming efficient and you know really driving hard and fast towards goals and so that's something that i've been you know personally working on and need to you know get a lot better at i have i mean if i can give myself some credit a little pat on the back i've come a long way uh, i've got all all of my calendars scheduled now but um that was something that was a, you talk about change i had to change my mentality completely because i realized how inefficient i was cuz once you start obsessing and that was the last tactic you mentioned um about you know as far as going as far as building the success and you know once you start you've learned the skill and you've started obsessing it's really easy to uh, become inefficient because you get you just dive in you're consuming consuming and then you just want to turn around and share you know what you've learned perhaps or apply it but you maybe you've only learned steps 1 and 2 and there's five steps to the process you know it's um it's a it's a whole it's a whole change of mindset and uh something that once you you get there and, and for me I've noticed it in steps it's really uh, invigorating you know you see the the fruits of your labor and the changes you make you see the outcomes and um that just motivates me even further mm. so for what for what that's worth now it's really interesting and, and I I it reminds me I see this really interesting thing on Twitter a lot I don't know if you see it as well but people say hey um things can't be perfect just you know get it, it out there and and there's some merit in that but i think if we took that approach to everything you'd never actually completely learn anything you'd never get good at something and i i, I don't know if other people have experiences or saying this thing but um you know you taking your example nate of you know you feel that um a key to your success is you need to um get more efficient with your time and you've identified scheduling as something that you need to do right um right. and and I think that's a good example of something we go like okay that should be pretty easy like um you know we all use calendars so why isn't that something that's easy to do right but it requires a you know a comprehensive change now I'm not going to say whether you know I'm 
calendars are not easy for me and but for you you've decided that's the thing and so that's an example i think of prioritizing that's something where i think um if you you know in that situation if we take days with that is just the thing that we work out you know if if you decide that a tool is going to help you to do that you know now we have an artificial intelligent tool you you may say well look if i had an assistant um, I may train one of these tools to actually help me manage my time. So you almost have to drop the other things that, that you're doing and, and it focus and prioritize. That's something where I think um, if we adopt this approach where they're saying, hey, just get things done, um, just, just do it quickly and, and move on, you know, don't procrastinate, don't make it perfect. Um, if, if you're going to really learn and really change, um, you have to invest time into something. And what I think that means is you have to make the right call. You have to say, hey, look, this will make all the difference. So I'm going to invest my time. Um, I just recently, um, I'm putting a lot of time in right now into affiliate marketing. And, um, you know, that's that's a whole new learning curve. And it's, I think for me, it's a little bit about like your scheduling thing. But I, yeah, one of the things that I've learned uh, through the way and, and it's another thing that um, people find odd and they say, hey, that's not normal, but I'll just, I'll, I'll watch YouTube videos and I'll just really dive into that thing and, you know, obsess, uh, doesn't sound good, but maybe obsess over it until I've got some degree of mastery in that thing. And so I think there's a real, it, it's really tough right now because people are saying on, on, Twitter and the, you know, um, and the web, um, hey, things, and, and I don't know if you know whether, I think that they're getting that from um, Facebook and Google out of the 2000s. Th that was the thing that they learned, you know, it came out of the um, agile, agile software development, um, where it was, you know, fast validation, fast failure and stuff like that. And people are, are bringing that into everyday life. Well, those companies have actually changed some of their approach. Um, you know, I think um, Zuckerberg said, um, you know, break it quickly. Um, that hasn't worked out, to, you know, that hasn't worked out too well in a lot of ways for Facebook. And so, yeah, I think um, I, I would caution people against taking that approach for everything. And I think that you've got to choose a couple of things at a time that you say, right, this is going to change the game for me. I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to master it and invest the time, dive into it and make it your thing for at least three months. Uh, you know, and so um, they always look easy before you start. Scheduling probably seems like an easy thing. And then when you don't master it quickly, you say, hey, there must be something wrong. That must be my personality. Um, personality is part of behavior right and then if you change your behavior your personality will follow um one of the questions that i have for you is what are you working on these days you mentioned your newsletter um, but what's keeping joe busy <laughs> um yeah my my new goal um so i, I want to um to write you know and, and i've actually been writing now full time for six months so, you know, I've been, I've been lucky in, in 2021, um, you know, with the markets and, and, and it, it was almost, it almost felt um, accidental. I, I, when I looked, I just realized that I, I'd actually got 
everything, you know, I worked hard for eight years and I, and I got everything back. And one of the learnings, one of the, the things I got from that first experience was when I, when I made a million dollars the first time, I had my opportunity to write and to do what I always wanted to do. And I um, didn't take it. And it actually made me wonder. And people, you know, people have said to me, they, they said, you've always said you want to be a writer, but you're not writing. Maybe you don't really want to be a writer. And, you know, that, that cut really deep. And, and that made me really question myself. But, you, you know, so, uh, my, my goal is to write. And uh, I, um, I'm fortunate to be in a position where I can take the time now to do it. But, you know, um, I want my, my, my goal actually was by the time I was 50, that all, my, my income would be completely coming from writing. <laughs> and um, I'm still 50, so I've, I've got a few months left to do that. I, I'm not sure that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit that goal. You know, I, um, so what I'm working on right now is um, my, my newsletter is my focal point. And I've um, toyed, I've been playing around, I've been trying to work out information products. And I'd really love to build an information product. But I need to find out a lot more about what people want to know that I can help with. Um, and that's good advice that I, I do see that on Twitter a lot, um, that you, you need to find out what people um, are, are suffering from, what pain point they have, and how you can help that. And so I don't feel like I've, I've got that quite yet. I know people are interested in, in um, financial freedom and, and wealth, but I, I need to know what the pain points are that I can help with, for example. So I really feel the newsletter is my focal point where I can start to uh, tell some stories, talk about some things that I see and start to engage with people more. Um, so I want to develop into information products. And um, the way that I'm going to build my business, my new business is actually, um, you know, I'm really working hard at the moment on affiliate marketing. Um, because I think while you build an information product, um, learning to sell other people's products is is a really good uh, process to go through. So those are the things I'm working on right now. Would you, what would you say, uh, just to kind of put a bow on things and wrap it up for the day, would be if you could, you know, one big thing for folks that are just getting started and trying to build their net worth to that million dollar level, um, how, how, what would you say is the biggest thing to biggest piece of advice? Sure. Thanks, Nathan. It's been really great talking to you, and and, and I really <clears throat> really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to you know to to talking more. Um, look, I think the thing is, you, especially when you're starting from zero or starting from a low starting point, you've got to make some bets. So you've got to choose some things. You know, whether it be um, choosing a, a platform uh, to become a creator, or whether it be choosing you know what what um, how you're going to make your money. Make the bet, do the best, make the best decision you can at the time when you choose that, um, and then dive into it and, and commit to it completely to master it as quickly as you can. At least 90 days, but 90 days goes really fast, but at least 90 days. I think the thing that I see is people trying things and then dropping them quickly. And I think that's, that's, the, that's the thing. And, and, and I, I would tell people to um, aim to master quickly, but but go through the process um, and, and make it your thing. And what will happen from that is even if you um, don't get success that first time, you develop that skill of um, you know, mastery, you develop that skill of learning, and, and that's that compounding effect. 
and you might find it was the wrong thing to work on, but but you gain a lot from that experience and it may show you what the right thing to work on is. And then you take that same approach and you go even deeper and harder into the next thing that you do. And so I would say uh, choosing and pro- it's a prioritizing and strategizing, choose that thing, dive into it and don't look up, don't look around and don't listen to what other people are telling you and commit to it and, and um, do that process multiple times and you will find success. Um, I'm sure of that. 